Hey, before I begin today, I want to address the caller, Ian, who recommended I watch the documentary series, The Chosen. Just want to let you know that I did, and I'm going to discuss it in full next week. So be ready and be prepared to go to war. Not really war. Just be ready. And I must say, Ian is an unusual name. Are you Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull, perhaps? He could be. He didn't give me his last name. Ian. Hey, do you, do you by chance stand and perch yourself on one leg throughout the day? Are you related to flamingos? We'll find out next week. And those flamingos, by the way, if you watch them walking with their long legs, their knees bend backwards as they go in the opposite direction of ours. Figure that one out. But they do. And they do it quite happily and lovingly. Beautiful, elegant creatures of God with that long neck of theirs. I'd like to put a flamingo and a giraffe in the same cage. See if they hit it off. You know, boyfriend, girlfriend. So I must say, I love immigrants. Legal immigrants, that is. Because you get a whole new perspective on life, politics, and freedom. It's always in high contrast with what a typical American would say or think. And why? Because we're spoiled and have had it too good for too long. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, having it too good for too long, which would be even better if our taxes were cut at least by half. But that's another story. The bottom line is I love immigrants. And you know what? Today, I have a married couple of immigrants from Trinidad. Now, here's a case in point. I'd be willing to bet that 90% of the people listening don't know where Trinidad is. And the reason I know that is because I didn't know where it was myself. (laughs) Had to look it up on a map. As it turns out, it's an island southeast of Florida, just north of South America. But enough of the geography lesson. I'd like to introduce now Larry Sodine. And his wife is here. I don't know if his wife is going to talk or not. We'll see how it goes. Her name is Indra. Uh, But Larry, what's up? How you doing? Good, Irvin. How are you? Yeah. Any trouble getting down here? No. All right. It's finding the building. (laughs) Finding the building. Well, I told you to go to the back. Did you go to the front first? or? No, I went to the back, but the wrong door. Okay. That's all right. You're here, and that's all that matters. Now, you lived in Trinidad until you were 30 and then moved uh, to the United States. And unfortunately, in Trinidad, you lived in poverty, even though the government was rich with oil, right? Rob, I like your introduction. You said we here in America, we live in abundance. You see... When I came to America, I considered it to be poverty what I had. But if you were growing up there, the little that you had, it was plenty. That's the difference between Americans and foreigners. We have little and we are satisfied. Well, that's a good point. I understand what you're saying. Because the more you have, the more you want. That's correct. So you're, you're, you're more humble with little. That's and, correct. And satisfied, and that's huge. That's correct. Growing up, unfortunately, you lived with an alcoholic father. What kind of impact was that? I mean, that, that was no picnic for sure. Well, Rob, I can't just start from where you start there. Let me give you a little two-minute line. My father, fathers died when he was two years old. So he grew up with a mother. Somewhere a long time, my, his mother got remarried. So he grew up as at, uh, what do you call it, an adopted child for the fa- new father. So he had no training, if you want to call it that. From a father. From a real father. Okay. So he grew up knowing gardening. That's what most of the immigrants in Trinidad no, back then. He grew up what? Knowing what? Gardening. Gardening, okay. So, you have to understand, in those days, alcohol 
is what kept the people going. Sugarcane was a crop that we produced in Trinidad. We produced sugar. And husbands and wives worked the field. For example, my in-laws, my wife's parents, that's what they did. So they would take something called punching rum to the field, a bottle. And they would cut cane all day because their mind is not where it is. They just had to get the job done. And that's how they survived. So the alcohol was a, was a form of um, a work strategy. That's right? correct. To, to be carefree and work 10, 12 hours, whatever that's you did. That's correct. Really? In I the never hot heard sun. of that. <laughs> In the hot sun, no less. Yes. Well, alcohol dehydrates you. That can That can be dangerous, right? They use what they call water to chase. <laughs> <laughs> a water chaser. Okay. Now, your father disowned you because you had premarital sex with a Hindu. Um, no, wrong, wrong. All right, I'm sorry. My father, his parents disowned him okay. because he had a relationship with a Muslim. Okay, okay. Her parents, which is my mother, her parents disowned her because she's a Muslim and had a relationship All right. with a Hindu. It's a little confusing. And this disowning stuff... Uh, that happens nowadays too. Like I know, I don't know if you know the Amish and the Mennonites. Uh, if they similar, yeah, they disown you like they don't even know you. What does that do to a human being, a kid? You know what, Rob? I was not there, but I saw the effects on my mom. Hindus, however, even though they disown you, they still give my father a lot of land next door to build a house. A wooden house. Well, that's good. Do they talk to each other? or uh, Not really. Not really. All right. They're like the loving parent that if you need a help, they would give a hand, but don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't cut you off 100%. No, well, that's un- good. unlike the Muslim. So your mother was Hindu. No, my mother no, was sorry. Muslim. I'll get this right one of these days. Your mother was... Muslim and your father was Hindu? Yes. Okay, was that was that a bit of a conflict in... In, in it have all, it have always been it it originated from India where the caste system existed so now they brought their religion with them through the slave trade so that continued but as time began to modernize the attitudes of people began to change a little they still held to their religion and their belief for example, like I told you, when my mom had an affair with my father, her father disowned her. Right. Did not say a word until age 60-something when he was about to die. Uh, well, at least they, they and reconciled that was at a little bit. age 17 uh, when my mom was disowned. That, that, and you're not really fond of the caste system, are you? Definitely not. Definitely not. All right, so you became a Christian— after, as you told me, quote, a life of drinking, gambling, and womanizing, um, you wanted to get out of your current marriage, and you went for a divorce. And as I understand it, the pastor just looked at you and said, God loves you. And at that point, you had a change in attitude on that in that moment? Attitude is a light word. It was a change in my life. From that one statement, God loves you. one statement. Explain that. My wife is here, and I will bring back memories to her. It's hard, tough for my wife. On Christmas Day of that year, I packed up my wife, Claude, and take her to her parents' house and said, I am going for a divorce. Ooh. Understand Christmas Day. No, you are right. During the life of my mom at an early age when she was disowned, Presbyterian people came around in the village sent by America as missionaries. And they took my mother in. That's how we grew up Presbyterian. But I went to church for two reasons, Christmas and vacation. I mean, Easter. But the third reason was to get girls. (laughs) <laughs> okay. We've talked about that before. Right. And which is not a bad idea to meet a mate. 
But as far as, but not the primary reason, of course, right. to go to church. So at that point, when the pastor said, God loves you, you were, you believe you were born again? You, with I did not know the word born again, okay. because we were not taught that. But my whole life of drinking, gambling, lying, you name it, flashed in front of my eyes in a second. And I said, God could you love something as stink as I am? Understand, Rob, that prior to that moment, I was the best thing that God ever created. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing stink about me. There was nothing unholy about me. Why? Because I was God in my own eyes. Exactly. But you stopped from that moment on. We'll talk about that more. The Chinese people, who are good, hard-working, family-oriented people, are all invited to listen and call Don't Bring Up God, airing Sunday morn from 8 to 9. Oh, no, no, no. They were not given written permission to do so. No, no, totally forbidden. Out of the question. But it's just friendly, intelligent conversation about one's belief in God. What did you say? Did you say the G word? If it were up to me, I would immediately throw you in prison and harvest your organs right out of your body. Using the G word. How dare you? Well, here in the United States, we are free to express ourselves with truth and honesty. Oh, but not for wrong, my pretend friend. The U.S. will become China West. In a very short period of time, your country will become one huge dry cleaning shop that we control. In fact, I'm watching you on video as we speak. I'll threaten all you like. Our belief in God through Jesus will keep us strong till the end. I suggest you yourself tune in and call Don't Bring Up God immediately at 610-720-7900. This morning I'm with Larry Sodin. Am I saying that right? Sudin. Sudin from Trinidad and his wife Indra. Now, Larry, you told me that in the past you read the Bible but now, the last couple of years, you're studying it. What's the difference? You see, Rob, growing up for 40 years now when I accepted Christ after that date of that incident, I read the Bible because I wanted to learn. However, knowledge is not the only thing that you get from the Bible. You see, the Word of God says to seek understanding. And all of us skip over that word, understanding. You see, we could have a lot of knowledge, but we don't have to understand the knowledge we obtain. When the Lord God showed me that I needed understanding, I said, Lord, give me your spirit of understanding. And that started the change. There's four things that I attach to, that that we get from the Bible, and it's um, among so many other things. It's uh, knowledge, wisdom, intelligence, and understanding. I mean, that's crucial, and not everybody has that. Correct. Correct. But could I give you a little understanding here? Sure. You see, from the moment we were born, we acquire knowledge, whether it's visual or verbal we receive knowledge. However, if you don't get understanding of that knowledge, you cannot apply something called wisdom. Wisdom is the application of the understanding of the knowledge you have obtained. Now, did you learn all this yourself or did you have teachers and mentors? Because you seem pretty much locked in uh, to the Bible and you explain it so well. I have one mentor. His name is Jesus Christ. Nice. Through the Holy Spirit. Boy, you got all the right answers. I'll tell you that. That's Thank a, you. That's a good thing. <laughs> now, there was a point in your life that you were physically not feeling good. So you went to the hospital for tests, and I guess they found major blockages, and you had a triple bypass heart surgery. And you told me you flatlined for eight minutes. And I believe you said you had an outer out-of-body experience? How did that change you? What went on there? Rob, my wife could give you a better side of the story, but what helped me in improving my fate was my wife. At the moment I flatlined, she came to the hospital with my son. For eight minutes? The moment I flatlined, 
she would could give you the direct did, story. Did they put the, the cover over your head like you were dead? I have no idea. All I know is, uh, according to me, I went to sleep. The story I got from the nurse after I got this understanding, I flatline. My wife came to look for me. They told her to go in the family room because my wife looked in the room that I was in and I was not there and the matron was making the bed up. Oh, man. So Scary. That's correct. The video started to play in my wife's mind. He's gone. Yeah. Anyhow, after a while, the priest came, and I don't know if my wife wanted to jump in and explain. Oh, she doesn't want to. <laughs> Shy. Uh, so she spoke to this priest a little. Both of them didn't know how to communicate with each other, and my son was sitting there. And after a wife, while, well, my wife made a couple of phone calls to Trinidad because of the pastor we had there. And he sent back a message, no weapon formed against your husband today will prosper. I am in the operating theater. She does not know that. They are trying to get me back. After some moments which seemed to be a day long, my wife up and said to the priest, no weapon formed against my husband today will prosper. Go ahead. Your wife wants to say something. When the chaplain spoke to me, he asked if I am a believer, and I said, yes, I'm born again. And I said to him, my husband shall live and not die. And then he walked away. Nice. That's the story. Now, in this eight minutes, did you have an out-of-body experience? Do you remember anything? Like I said, Rob, as far as I am concerned, up to this moment, I went to sleep. Okay. I didn't see light. All right. I did not see darkness. I did not see anything. What I told you is what the doctors told okay. me after. Now, you're here today because of God preserving your life. Do you believe that? I mean, did he have a hand in this? Or was it by chance? And, you know, who knows what happens? Uh, it's just one of those things. He just came back to life. Rob, 1,000%. Without God, I will not be here. Without prayer, without faith, I will not be here. It was not my faith. It was the faith of my wife talking to her maker to send what she loved back to her. In the Bible, it talks about God and Jesus. And well, Jesus healed the blind and did so many miracles. But God in the Old Testament also. God is our healer. It says that in the Bible throughout, and people don't, people don't pay any attention to that. I mean, sometimes you got to go to the doctor and so forth, fine. And sometimes God works through the doctor, but many times God heals you from head to toe if you pray and trust. Every time Jesus healed somebody, he said, your faith is what healed you. That is correct. And, and your story is identical to that. I got a shiver up and down my spine. It was, it's, a, you know, it's like, wow. You see, Rob, in today's society, we are taught an understanding of the Bible. We are not taught the Bible, the truth. The Word of God says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If we are given an understanding, man's understanding, how can we then have faith? I don't know if you understand my point there. Say that again. If you are taught man's understanding of the Bible, and we are not taught the truth, the Bible, how can faith arise? Well, we're taught that in the Bible, where the Bible says, live by faith, not by sight. And the way of the world is totally opposite of that. But the Bible also says, faith cometh by hearing, Right. And hearing by the word of God. What is the word of God? The word of God is Jesus Christ that came to life according to John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And that word became flesh and dwelt among men. Verse 14. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the son of God. So here we see God comes 
lives with man points us to what the perfect life was that Adam had. But do we see that? Do we see that today? No, we don't. I'm with you. I'm with you every step of the way. Now, <clears throat> you're, you're, what, 63 years old, you said? 65. 65, okay. And at 65 years of age, you decided to run for the school board. Why? Rob, two years ago, I did a class called the Constitution. Studied the Constitution of America. And I realized that the Lord God took me out of Trinidad. Now, I may say that I left because of poverty. I wanted to have a better life. Whatever reason I use, God used it for his good. When I came up here and saw the abundance, I said, I will never go back to Trinidad. As I begin to, within the last five years, and just a, a sideline, I asked the Lord when I came back, why do you have me here? What is my purpose here? And we all should ask ourselves that question. I got the answer. The next generation. You see, if we don't secure the next generation, we as elderly people will not have a life. The next generation will come up with a false understanding of life. Chaos begins to step in. So my reason for running to this, for the school board is not for today. And what school board? What, where I are am you? running for Pocono Mountain District Region 2. Okay. Pocono Mountain District Region 2, everybody. And so... And his name is Larry Sudin. Right. Okay, go ahead. And so that is my aim, to see one... That children are taught what is needed for everyday life. Math, English, science, finance. Which they're not teaching finance. They didn't. They, I didn't know how to write a check out after college even. I mean, they don't teach you nothing. That's correct. But you, you mentioned that your daughter had an incident. And I think everyone can attest to something. I know I can in the drug realm with my son in like 6th or 7th grade. But you said that... Uh, your daughter came home from school one day and talked about putting a condom on a banana. Yes. Seriously. I think my daughter was about eight or nine years old. That's disgusting in every way, but yet they continue to do it. Well, I, as a parent, being brought up the right way after I accepted Christ, I went to the school. I spoke to the vice principal. I said, let me tell you all something. This is my daughter, and I will do the teaching. Of course. I said, take her out of that class. If I hear my daughter is in that class again, I will take it to the school board. And a lot of times, parents don't even take the time of what they're, uh, to see what their kids are learning. And that's the problem. It's like, well, I'm busy with work. I trust the school's district. You can't trust the school district. Rob, I would say at one point in America, you could have. Because a school district, teachers, everybody were made up of parents who had children in the school at the same time. So they were secure their own. Now, we have young kids on the school board, 20 years old, in Pleasant Valley. What does he know about principals? Absolutely nothing. And I got to tell you, I see parents at school board meetings complain about what's going on. But they do it in such a polite, well-mannered way. I don't understand that because they're angry, aren't they? They should be showing anger. You know, raise your voice a little bit. And you got to yell sometimes. That's what we need. Show some emotion and fire. That's the only way you're going to make an impact. You just can't whimper up there and, and com complain in a soft voice. You know, let's see the fire and attack back. Don't you agree? I agree with you, Rob, but then we have to understand the design of man. You see, some people are timid and gentle. Some are bold like me and you. So we would stand up there and we don't care. We would tell them the right. truth. But then the other side of this coin is they are gentle people. Carry the same story. And I believe oh, both that's sides fine. are right. Okay, that's fine. Either way. I heard this one guy say to the administrators, hey... 
I pay your salary, so you work for me. You are my employee, so you answer to me. Hello, comrades. I am Igor, a burly man from Mother Russia. Just come back from swim hole in Frozen Lake, 12 degree below zero. Very invigorating, except for shrinkage. But does get blood flowing from head to toe. American men should try instead of little blue pills. Works every time. Your wrinkled, cranky, comatose puppet president should try it too, but he'd probably keel over and cry like little baby. Wah, wah, my little button nose is frozen. I hope you no listen to Biden, antagonizing another senseless war, feeding government fat cats, killing the innocent, and using as distraction. Family and I just like you, except for freezing lake swimming. We bleed when scrapped knee. We cry when heartbroken. And most importantly, we believe in Jesus. Nobody want war. So we must all sing out loud together against bloodshed. Although my voice sound like wounded grizzly bear and my wife likes screech owl. But you know song, war. Huh, yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. But don't bring up God is good for everything. Listen live Sunday mornings from 8 to 9 on WAEB. Call in at 610-720-7900. That's 610-720-7900. I'm with Larry and his wife, Sudine, uh, from Trinidad. And you said that you were from a communist Trinidad. You explained that a little bit. Do you see the same thing happening in the United States? <laughs> Rob, that is something to laugh at. You see, I use the word communist. We were not communists, but we had a dictator. Okay. Right? And he ran the country according to what he wants it to be. However, we just got independence. Who knew what a dictatorship is? So whatever we were told... We followed. Yeah, you thought that was the way it was supposed to be. That was the way it was supposed to be. Right. In America here, you all have the freedom. Since 1776, you all had the freedom. So you all don't know what tyrannical leadership is or communist. So it's creeping in very slowly by the Chinese government, not the Chinese people. Right. I love the Chinese people. Like fact, my like my commercial just said earlier. That's yeah. correct. Right? We are about 80% communists right now. If you look at our government. In the United States. In the United States. If you look at the government now, they don't care if they are proven wrong. They just keep trotting down the road on everybody that is in front of them. That's dictatorship. There is no law according to the Constitution. A man is guilty, I mean innocent, until proven guilty. Here in this country now, this communist country is saying you are guilty until you prove yourself innocent. Pelosi, the idiot, said that. It came right out of her mouth. She actually said that. But they don't care. They, they scrapped the, you know, the Constitution years ago. They make a mockery of it. As a foreigner studying the Constitution last year by a guy named Tom Mastriani, I learned that we were endowed with a right and a freedom from the Almighty. I've always had that but didn't know how to exercise it. Now I can. And the Constitution, if you look at it, its foundation is the Bible. And if you look at the monument in, um, in Massachusetts, it gives you a description of the Constitution with, in detail based on what is seen in that monument. That is something we all need to go back to. Why don't Americans fight back more? Why are they so complacent? And what are we supposed to do? It is simple. If you have a little given to you and you are taught to believe that that little is all you need, 
What else would you fight for? Why would you stand up and fight? You see, this is what this present government is doing. They have figured out psychologically, if I could enslave you in your mind, sooner or later, I will enslave you physically. The enslavement in our mind started with a little. We give them a little of what they want, so we catch them. And this is the process of slavery. Have you ever heard of the Restrict Act? No. It's something that they're debating and conferencing over. And if this thing is passed, I guess the reason they brought it up into a conversation was this TikTok. They want to get TikTok off the air because they feel it. They feel it's an international threat. Uh, so that's the premise they're using. We'll use the Restrict Act, Act and enact it to get rid of TikTok, but a lot of people fear that it will spill over into individual freedoms, taking away more and more freedom. I mean, TikTok, I, to me, that's a restriction of freedom. If you don't like it, don't watch it. I saw stuff on TikTok. I, a lot of it's entertaining and fun, I think, but then there's a lot of crap too. So again, this law is giving the government more power to take away a universal freedom, which spills more and more to individual freedoms. And, and if you don't capitulate with what their agenda says, they'll, they'll, they'll call you false news or hate speech, and they'll get rid of you. And that's communism, right? Less and less free speech. I like what you said. You see, it happened in my country. You've this seen it before and you're seeing it again. Example right. of what you just said. That's why I like immigrants. You've seen they it. They use what they want. They may lose at one point of the battle here deliberately so that they could conquer majority of the battle down the road. You very deceptive. It, you said it very well. Incredibly deceptive. They give a little bit here and they take a whole bunch there. And they're That's not going to stop pretty frightening now the bible says the truth will eventually be replaced by lies and i think we can all agree that that's happening that's correct the truth are lies the lies are truth it's totally reversed that is correct but have you ever studied why that will be implemented or how it will be implemented well it's happening before our eyes but explain all right in today's society, we are brainwashed. Even in the churches today. Oh, don't get started on those. <laughs> Not fond of them at all. We have a modern way of preaching now where it's a feel-good gospel, a Jesus-loves-you gospel, but where, are, where is sin preached? Why is sin not preached and what is sin? We also have a gospel that is not telling you that there's punishment such as hell. Bingo. That's the big one. And if we do that, we tend to have people leaving the church. Well, guess what? Jesus stood by us all his life and watched us make wrong choices. Did he stop loving us? No, he did not. He still loves us. But he's telling us, my son, you are doing wrong and there are consequences. It's our choice. And I believe in choice so much now, it's unbelievable. God is all about love, but he's also about justice too. The, That's the wrath of God is spoken of throughout the Bible. Hey, the last two weeks, we didn't have phone calls. I want to let everybody know that you can call today. Yeah, we go back and forth with that. You can call. Feel free. Uh the number is 610-720-7900. That's 610-720-7900. And we have Larry and Indra Sudin from Trinidad. Very interesting conversation, I must say. Hey, what's the deal with the Satan Club? That, and that's in the area that started, right? What's that all about? Actually, it's not in the area. It started the Satanic Club is a new group of uh, learning that we want to introduce that we want to introduce into school systems. 
It is right now in Virginia, Ohio, New York, California, and I believe North Carolina. What it is, is a group of people coming with a swishy-wishy type of teaching that little children aged 5 to 12 can react with and understand. This club does not have children as leaders in the school. They have outside adults from this satanic club coming to do after-school care for the children and paid for by our government, our money that the government taxes us with. Now, I just want to give you an idea. One of the agenda is teach the kids that we have to struggle for justice. Yeah, the social justice. I hate that phrase. Justice, social justice. If you understand what they're teaching, and you could Google the name Satanic Club and read up all about it, you will see that they are trying to get us, our children, to start to retaliate. We call it activists. I have no problem with you or me going peacefully protesting. But when you turn a man, starting from a child, into an activist, you are doing two things. One, that child is beginning to have a mental identity problem. So too with transgender. God created two genders. If you look in your underwear, you would see either one. That is who you are. <laughs> the bottom line is they need to leave our kids alone, and they're not. So what are we going to do about it? Hey, we got a call at 610-720-7900. Who's this? This is Paul. Okay, Morning, Paul. Larry. Morning, Paul. Rob. Hey, hey you're, you guys are right on. And it, isn't that something? We have an immigrant that comes in and has to show us how stupid we are sometimes. Exactly. It's time to wake up. You know what? People have become sheeple. They're hiding. They're not doing anything. What is more important than our kids and grandkids? Wake up, people. I say it's time to wake up, show up, and speak up. Go to your school board meetings. You know, we had a, a school board meeting that they were going to give a, a copy of the United States Constitution to every eighth grader, and they voted it down to 6-2. They voted against it. And some of these people are running for re-election. Get rid of them. It's uh, time to put some good people in. we got some really good people. This is Northampton School Board. They vote against the United States Constitution. And yet, you know, wokeness, CRT, this transgender BS, no morals. You know, there's, there's no common sense anymore. But that's because people don't step up and, and speak up. Let's go, people. Wake up. They're destroying our kids. They're destroying our future. Thanks for the call, Paul. Thanks for the call, Paul. Yeah. What do you got to say to that about, about that, Larry? Remember I mentioned up front enslaving you in your mind first that's where it starts in your mind if we could get the little children to be enslaved in their minds you have robots when they get older and that's what they want we got another call at 610-720-7900 who's this it's frank how you doing go ahead what's up um i just want to say to add to the comment that Larry made about the constitutional class he went to, it's not only that it comes from the Bible or derived from the Bible, it's also something that men gave themselves because of God. It's called an unalienable right. All of them are unalienable, but we can we consistently say inalienable. They're not inalienable. It's, it's unalienable. If you separate the word in the Constitution, all contracts between men and government are unalienable. No one can lean against you. It's in writing. Very interesting. Anyway, yes, it's in the Constitution. I love you guys. God bless. Thank you. You take care. We got more calls at 610-720-7900. Who's this and what do you have for Larry? Uh, good morning, Larry. Good morning, Robert. Beautiful program this morning. Thank you, um, thank you. Look, uh, I like Larry's statement when you asked him why he was going to go on the school board. And uh, very, very great answer. He said the next generation. Uh, 
wonderful. I'm glad he said that. Uh, look, I don't have, uh, I don't want to chew up a lot of time because what you guys are doing is terrific. But I want to uh, tell uh, Lehigh Valley and you and Larry uh, about a family that really suffered here recently. It's Steve Trey and Ivy Chinesky, and uh, their house burned down. They lost some animals, and uh, the amount of weight that is on Ivory's and Steve's shoulders right now because uh, this couple are taking care of a mother that has Parkinson's and a brother that has uh, fragile X syndrome, which is a 49-year-old man with a 10-year-old mentality. So besides losing everything in their house, in their house, um, they have these people that they're, the brother that they're taking care of and the mother, which has Parkinson's and she's 74. Plus they have two dogs. They have a terrific amount of weight on their shoulders right now. Plus the brother, which 49 that has this fragile X, uh, is 50% burns on his body from this fire. How can, how uh, can people, down, how can people help and donate? Where can they go? Okay. If they went to at the sign app, Ivory, I V O R I S H E A, PayPal, uh, that would help this family. And there's a terrific amount of weight on them. I mean, they lost their home, they lost the pets, the brother got burned, the mother has Parkinson's, they have all this weight on them. So if people can help them. Uh, that would be terrific. They desperately need. They desperately need our help. Say how they can donate again. Uh, it's at the sign at i v o r i s h e a, and that would help them at PayPal account. Okay. Thank you very much. We got another call at six ten seven two zero seven nine zero zero. Who's this? Hey, morning, it's Joe. What's happening? Remember me? <laughs> sure. Hey, uh, no, no calls the past two weeks, but uh, you, you you asked me for a rebuttal. No, but... no, not today, though. Let's do that next okay. week, please. Well, okay, sure. That's what I wanted to check with. But since you brought it up, uh, Larry, what's your belief about hell and, like, a fire and all that? Is it? No, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I want to do that next week. Ask him about uh, okay. the United States whimpering under the pressure of tyranny, dictatorship, and communism. Well, I mean, it was mentioned before, Larry's an immigrant. You know, immigrants see it because they're coming from dictatorships and communist countries. And they see it like a, a, a nightmare happening in slow motion. And there's not enough preaching on sin and hell and all that. But uh, that being said, uh, biblically, you know, it's the cycle of the Israelites. When they have affluence, when the children have affluence, um, that, that's a, a scenario which kind of promotes all of this and Sodom and Gomorrah and stuff like that, and a downfall of uh, civilizations. So, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it happens time and time again, where an immigrant will have to point it out. So you're on board with, 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 what, with what Larry says? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay, because it's, it's apparent. If you look, it's not hard to see. Thanks for the call, Joe. I'll talk to you next week. Larry, comments. I just went blank, but um, based on what Joe said, he is correct. Uh, if you look at what the Lord have done through history, he always uses those who have a heart for the Lord but doesn't know him. He would then open the door to use that individual. Take, for example, Abraham. Abraham was a moon worshiper, yet he listened to God when God told him, to leave his place and go to a land that I will show you. He was just another pagan god. He wasn't Hebrew or Israel or, or an Israelite that at that exist. time. That did not exist. People yet. don't think that, though. <laughs> they think he was Hebrew and Israel right off the bat. But no, he wasn't. Again, you just backed up what I said prior. Yes. Because we are not, not taught the truth, we are led to believe some man's understanding and we think that that is where the Bible is. And so Christianity has been pulled down 
by preachers today who does not stand up and say, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Yes, but he's a God of justice, and he put laws down. And if you do not follow those laws, there's a place that I will send you because you choose that place. Not that I want to send you there, but that's what you choose. And part of the problem is I think Americans are too trusting. They're, they're trained to just trust authority. If they have a title of some kind, oh, he must know more than I do, so I'm going to do whatever he says. No, you can't trust anybody. They have to earn your trust because everybody's correct. lying. That's correct. I, had, I was going to play a promo about lies. You would have enjoyed <laughs> that, but we don't have time. So do you ever think you'll go back to Trinidad and visit? Or do you? Do you have family? Anything? My mom is still there alive. I guess she's getting down there to where one foot is probably in the coffin by now. But um, I would go back because of my friends and family to let them know the truth. Like I said, I finally begin to understand the Word of God. And that's my aim if I go back, but never to live in that country. What do you think is going to happen to Trump? Is he going to prison? This is Larry Sudin speaking. I believe we will have a temporary, a very short redemption of America, which is called the Israel of the West. Why? Because this Israel of the West preached the gospel throughout the globe. And the world knows that America preaches the gospel. Now, they, used to. they are pointing their finger and saying, where is your God? Why is he not saving you? And God will answer prayer. I believe Trump will get back in there. Well, prayer is our strongest weapon. Uh, we pray for God's protection and direction. It's the best thing we can do in addition to doing concrete things like, uh, not that prayer isn't concrete, but running for school office and, and, and speaking up on the radio and so forth. There's things we can do. But prayer is the ultimate weapon. Do you agree with that? 100%. The Bible says to pray without ceasing, with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. You are right, Bob. Rob, uh, we as man have to do something. We are not gods, but we listen to the voice of God and we do what he tells us to do. That faith is exercised by man and activates the hands of God to work on behalf of man. Does he not know the future? He knows everything from the foundation of the world to now and to future. He knows everything that is going to take place. We don't. That is why we have to work by faith and do certain things. Like what I am doing, running for the school board by faith. God is doing things to bring back his little children that he said, suffer them not to come unto me. He said, the kingdom of heaven is made up of these innocent minds, pure hearts. And the closer we get to God, the more we're prompted by the Holy Spirit to say something or not say something, to do something or not do something. That is that is so real. I see it all the time yes. in people and even in the things that I do. It's just beautiful how it works. Yes. So to get closer to Jesus is huge for all of us. That's correct. Tell us again where you're running for office in the school board. You know, publicize yourself a little bit. I'm Larry Sudin running for Pocono Mountain School District Region 2. I have been living up here for the past 30 years. Uh, I came to this part of the country because I lived in a similar environment, meaning the quietness, the love, the peace. And unfortunately, I had to travel to New York to work for all my work life. Yeah, that's a whole new ballgame over there. That's correct. And it took me away from my family life. I still have the desire for family life. Right. But I became Americanized. What I mean by that is everything is there. 
You just have to get up and get it. So it's Pocono, where again? Pocono Mountain School District. And when do they vote? Two. When do they vote? Uh, May 16th is election. May, that's coming up. Yeah. I hope the best for you. Thank you. And your wife, Indra. Am I saying that word right, Indra? Uh, anything to say? Um, we got like a minute left. Uh, any any response to what you've heard? Everybody's dying to hear your voice. And, and <laughs> no. can you? T- it, what's the language of Trinidad? English. It's, is it? It's English. English, yes. but broken. Yes. Okay. Yeah. A- uh, any any final words of God, love, family? Oh. Go ahead. Just give me one line. All I want to say is thank you all so much for calling in and listening to my husband and and telling other people about maybe who's living in the Poconos to to go and vote for my husband Larry Sudin. Thank you very thank much. You. So you support him 100%. Thank you both for being here. Thank All you. roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. WAEB, Allentown. Listen on your free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts.